Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome. It is uh, 10.08, WTIC News Talk 1080, Will Marotti Show, Monday edition. It's your common sense evangelist, William, Will Marotti, and uh, Matt Sorais, our master of ceremonies, taking your calls, 860-522-9842. we got a lot of amens. I'm going to have to break. It's not even a third anymore. I'm going to have to break the final third in half and read it in two different sections. There's so many of them. So uh, we'll do that. Uh, the, the, we'll do the next section of the amen list uh, shout-out after... Uh, after our time today with our guest. Uh, Monday, it's Steve Ucci time. Steve's uh, with Heritage Foundation. It's been a, a, a light, almost a lifetime in, in military service, 30 years, Special Forces, Pentagon. And uh, it's got a tremendous insight in military information, and we, we love having him on every, every week. So, Steve, welcome back to the uh, show. How, how are you? Oh, I'm great, Pastor. It's always a pleasure to be on with you, and I'm glad to be back. Well, I've got uh, three stories here. Um, all about Russia and Ukraine. And this was uh, apparently uh, a, a Russian official last week uh, kind of let the cat out of the bag. Uh, Sergei Shoigu said that at this point, we are really at war with the collective West. Not just we're not at war with, with Ukraine. We're at war with everybody in the West. Um, I, I mean, that's a that's a bold statement. He's a top Russian Russian leader. I mean, I can't I can't believe they're just making it up, or or he just you know he's off the reservation. Oh, that's not politically correct. Uh, he's you know he's just on his own saying that. I mean, I mean that's a provocative statement, isn't it? Oh, in, an incredibly provocative one. And I agree with you. This guy is not just saying that on his own. Uh, you know, you, you don't freelance when you work for Vladimir Putin. You, you do what you're told, and that's yeah. it. Uh, so I'm guessing they were throwing that out there to see what sort of response they would get, who would get, you know, all fluttery and clutch their pearls and swoon, and who would stand fast. Uh, and, you know, they're gathering information for what to do going forward. Um, it's an interesting thing. It's unfortunate. Uh, it shows the degree of 
disconnect that the Putin regime has with the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it's not like they've been winning the war. Uh, they're, they're doing pretty poorly. So they're doing everything they can to send a message to their own people that they got this. This is not a problem when it really is a horrendous problem uh, and should be because it's a bad thing. I mean, this this so reminds me of of watching, uh, you know, programs about the end of World War Two, at least for Nazi Germany end of World War Two. When when the generals around Hitler recognize this thing is this is lost. We're not going to win this thing. And Hitler keeps sending people to the front. You know, Hitler refuses to to concede. This announcement was made uh, uh, right after uh, Putin called up 300,000 or, or intended to call up 300,000 Russian reservists, which in my mind is a pretty desperate move. Um, this guy, Sogoy, Sir, Sir, said that we're killing, we're killing, we're killing, and the time has come. We're at war with the West collectively. I don't, I mean, it's like on the heels of Putin, I'm not bluffing about using nuclear weapons. Well, again, I mean, what, how do you, you respond know, to that? I mean, are, it, it's, it's baffling, uh, you know, why they wouldn't cut their losses, you know, come up with a good story and go home. Uh, that's just not happening. Plus, they're reading the tea leaves that right now, if they did that, what to you and I would be the most sensible thing to do, that the Ukrainians are going to keep going and continue their efforts to push them out of the regions that Russia stole previously. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's like a major setback for Putin's plans, for Putin's prestige, mm-hmm. and puts him at risk. Mm-hmm. So he sort of stuck himself in a corner. What do I do? Uh, if I keep going and it goes badly, uh, I could lose the whole ball of wax. If if I do nothing, I could lose the whole ball of wax. So it seems like my only option is to charge. Uh, and, and that's what he's trying to do. I don't think, you know, the West is trying to put him into a corner. No. We don't want him to do something stupid like no. use a nuke. But, you know, you can't back down from a bully when they're doing it because bullies don't, you know, say, okay, they gave us a break. They didn't back down. We'll just, we'll take what we got. Bullies go, Oh, they backed down. I'll, I'll double down and try and take more. So I think the West has to do what it's doing. The Ukrainians certainly need to do what they're doing. Uh, and, and all those are saying, well, Ukraine ought to just give them those areas and not worry about it. Well, yeah, that's what they told them in 2014, and it led right, us right. to 2022. Right. Well, I mean, if Putin was – see, and I, I think that the difference between, you know, like, uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, who, you know, obviously recent, died recently. Putin didn't go to the funeral. Um, the difference between Gorbachev and Putin, I, I felt like, again, I was, I was a young, young person when, you know, Reagan and, and Gorbachev were doing their, their dueling conferences – but it seems to me that Gorbachev was more of a reasonable – I mean, he could read the tea leaves. He saw that the Soviet Union was, was on the verge of collapse. He knew that was going to happen. And so he seemed more reasonable. Putin is more Hitler-like that he's just going to keep pressing this thing, pedal to the metal. He doesn't care what the outcome is. He's, he's called for this – I guess it's kind of like a draft, right, they, they, for this 300,000 reserve thing. The response was, uh, which I was shocked that 
air, border points and airports were slammed with thousands of Russians leaving the country because they didn't want to go fight. And uh, now well, we got a report over the weekend. As tensions, as in this um, this from Wall Street Journal, tensions going to rush over the weekend for mobilization for the war for the Ukraine on Monday as two military recruitment centers came under attack. Marshman opened fire on the military recruiting station, wounding the commander hours after another ramp car rammed into the entrance of another recruiting station. I mean, the people are like revolting against this thing, it seems like. Well, I mean, these are people who recognize the the nuttiness of this whole so-called special you know, military operation, the invasion of Ukraine. They are recognizing that Putin's been lying to them all along, that their military is getting, you know, its stuff handed to them, uh, and calling up 300,000 people who did their service, in some cases 10 or 15 years ago, Mm -hmm. and bringing them back on duty and giving them a two-week refresher course and then sending them into combat is lunacy. And that, they don't want to be a part of it. I was they don't shocked want to die. by that. And, Steve, and they I, are running away. I was stunned. I read that in the article. They're bringing these now. Clearly, he's not going to get 300000 if they're heading for the exits. So whatever he gets, 100000 100, they're giving him two, a two-week training course. I mean, they may have served prior, but as you said, it might have been you know a decade ago or more. I don't think you can properly train people for combat in two weeks, can you? I mean, it just doesn't, doesn't seem no, right to you me. No, can't. And, and given the performance of the guys that were on duty now that have had you know, their full basic training in, in the last you know, year, you know, recent past, and they are performing abysmally, you can imagine the same guys who got that same level of training 10 to 15 years ago, one, they're, they're 10 to 15 years older, which, you know, is not an insignificant thing when you're talking about combat. Mm. Uh, but just their, their ability to think, their ability to know what to do, their ability to maintain their equipment, which seems to be not almost good. negligible <laughs> in the Russian military. Now some guy who's been running a bakery for the last 10 years yeah. has suddenly got to remember how to clean an AK-47 and pull maintenance on a tank. It, it's insane that they're going to even try and do this. One hopes it's it's just a bluff. Okay, we're going to call up another 300,000 people and come after you with that. And the Ukrainians are going, you know what? We just, just tore up your active duty army. What do you think we're going to do to those guys? You know, I, I, it, I'm thinking about this because my wife and I started watching this old, old series from the 80s called North and South. And uh, the beginning of the show, a guy from the North who's an industrialist meets a plantation owner from the South, Patrick Swayze, and they both go to West Point. And this is, this is before the Mexican-American War. It's time, time, 1840, 1842. You know what I found out? First of all, I thought about you because I didn't realize West Point is in West Point, New York. I knew it was in New York, but actually there's a town, West Point. I didn't realize that. Did, 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 I wonder, did the town have the name first or did the military academy spring up and they named the town after the military academy? Do you know what the what the uh, no, there, there was? There was a town there originally, and they, they it was a 
wasn't an academy at first. It was a, a military installation during the revolution. Okay. Uh, and then they, so the, the name of it is the United States Military Academy at West Point. At West Point. So but everybody calls it West first. Point. Okay. All right. So, I, and I'm watching how they train, and they're training them in mindset and, you know, what kind of formation would you respond to? Of course, it's all, mil, you know, infantry and horseback, right? It's not, to, but I'm just saying, it seems like there was a, a, certainly a period of time that you'd have to train someone, not just, you know, how to clean a gun, but you'd have to train them mentally and prepare them mentally to go into combat. And I can't see where two weeks is enough time to, like you say, take the guy that's run the bakery for the last 10 years, put him in, a, put him in a, an armored car, a carrier, troop carrier, and send him off to Ukraine. I mean, it seems like it's going to be devastating for the Russian troops. It, it, it will be. It's suicidal. Uh, and, and you're seeing the, the, the backups at all the border points and with these guys – you know, who some of which probably haven't even gotten their notice yet. They're just going, you know what, I'm getting out before I get the notice, and the guys are knocking on my door because some of these people <laughs> receive the notice in the morning, and there were people at their house that afternoon to escort them to the induction center. So, you know, th- this is not an easy thing for these guys to do who are trying to get out, but they recognize what. Putin is asking them to do is not doable and and that potentially it's suicidal they don't want any part of it so I I think we're probably going to see more and more resistance within Russia to this unfortunately the you know the Russian government has all the guns and all of the authority and all of the power Mm. so they can make people do things but it's it's not healthy it's not good for Russia it's, you know, it's just going to get more people killed in Ukraine. And as they get more and more desperate, they'll do more of what they're doing, which is just randomly rocketing targets, shelling civilian population centers. That's, you know, that's desperation warfare, Pastor. That's not, you know, modern, precise, no, no. you know, professional warfare. But, I mean, what, when you've got them attacking recruitment centers, within Russian territory. I mean, that's, that's pretty, I would think that's pretty bold. Let me ask you one more thing. And then, and then, then a final question. So we're talking about the fact that, you know, they, they, Ukraine has been asking from, from day one for planes, 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 you know, the, they need older MIGs cause they can't fly, you know, F 22s or whatever. It, and it hasn't happened, but I saw this again from wall street journal last week. Uh, Ukraine has shut down 55 Russian planes during the conflict. Now, how much is a, a, an old MiG-29? What's that worth? It's got to be what? Well, how many millions of dollars is it? They're pretty expensive. They're they're you know they're an advanced fighter. They're not the most modern, but they're you know they're a good, capable uh, military fighter. Particularly if you're doing mostly uh, you know ground attack stuff, some air to air, but not not as much. Mm-hmm. Well, they're shooting down MiG-29s and, and SU-27s. My question is, are are the are the Ukrainians are the Ukrainian are they shooting them down like air-to-air combat, or do you think it's just the superior surface-to-air systems that we're providing them? Uh, it's it's some of both. Some of both. Okay. Because I I was I mean that's a lot of fifty-five plane. That's a lot of hardware and a lot of money down the tubes. 
for the Russians. It is, and and a lot of you know you don't just jump in one of those and fly them. You need some training, some capability. So those are qualified Russian pilots who are now probably dead, if not dead, captured. Sure, uh, that they have lost. They don't right, have an right, unlimited right, exactly. supply yeah. of those people. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't all parachute out to safety. That's for sure. All right, so here's a speculative question. Who knows this? But I'm going to ask anyway because of your, your background experience. I think Gorbachev saw the writing on the wall that the Soviet Union was going to collapse. I think he knew it was going to happen. Reagan, you know, we outbuilt him. We outspent him. We, we, we drove him into bankruptcy militarily. Um, do, you see, do you think that a possible thing could happen with Russia? Do you think Russia could collapse? I mean, there's got to be so many generals in the Army going, man, Putin's crazy. This is not working out. Could there possibly be a coup? Could there possibly be a collapse in Russia similarly to how the Soviet Union collapsed? Oh, absolutely. Now, now remember, the Soviet Union, Gorbachev tried to move it gently into the future, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, was trying to save as much of it as he could. But it just it accelerated even faster than he thought and he couldn't control it. So the whole thing just broke down the Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus declared independence uh, from the rest of the Soviet Union. And then very quickly, the other uh, Soviet socialist republics followed suit. Uh, This could happen. The the Putin regime could break down and and people could rise up against it. Mm -hmm. And then if the military and or the police say, we're, we're done with this. We're not going to take down the people. We're not going to fight against the uh, demonstrations. We're going to join them. And mm. uh, then you've got, you know, probably some bloodshed within Russia that could eventually lead to a new government, hopefully not one based on a kleptocracy like the Putin regime, but something that could move in the direction of a more normal type of government that wants to play legitimately on the world stage Mm. not play out vladimir putin's fantasies that he's gonna you know reconstruct the russian empire (laughs) well we'll have to we'll have to wait and see i mean obviously we we all want this war to end and end quickly for to spare the lives of people but uh you know i I, you got to hand it to ukraine boy i tell you they're 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 fierce fighters um, to be to be pushing these guys indeed. back and taking territory over and knocking out planes. I mean, it's it's a pretty impressive thing to see. Hey, Steve, thank you so much. Have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, Pastor. Take care. Be safe. Thank you. Steve Bucci, Heritage Foundation. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, I've got a lot of amens, and I will come back, and I'm going to have to break the list up because there's so many uh, when, I, when we return. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, welcome back. 1039 WTIC News Talk 10 I've got I've to break this list up. Um, this is impressive, this amen list. You guys are something else. Let me give, give you some of them. Carl W., Dean G., Monica M., Ter- Tara B., Peter V., Chris, uh, Chris C., Veronica, David E., Kim L., Joy F., Carla U., Deborah S., John S., Ralph P., Jacqueline G., Angelo A., Patricia W., Lynn B., Mary from Middletown, Eggles V, Patricia V, WJ, MW, Chris P, Monica P, and Dor. And I'll stop there for now, and, and we'll finish the list up um, after uh, before the hour. You'll just have to you'll just have to listen to the whole two hours. If you want to if you want to get the shout out, and I know a lot of you do listen, but if you want to get the shout out, hear your name, uh, you're going to have to listen for the whole two hours because it's just it's pretty cool. You guys are really responding. I'm very excited about today. I'm shocked actually about today because Mondays are generally kind of sleepy. Uh, listen, happy days for home sales are probably past us now. Um, th- this from Wall Street Journal. After years of low mortgage rate, home sellers are scarce. Home sellers for low mortgage rates are balking at the prospect of selling their homes to borrowers for much higher rates. Could uh, A limited supply could develop now. Housing inventory has risen from record lows earlier this year as more homes sit on the longer market, but the number of newly listed homes in the last four weeks fell uh, 19% year over year. And, and and so I don't want to sell my house at less money because you have to pay a higher interest rate in your mortgage and the payment, you know, that's how it works. Larry and Karina Lewis of Terrytown, New York have three children, expect to need a bigger home in the next few years, but their current 30-year mortgage rate is 2.75. You don't want to mess that up, right? The thought of giving this up in order to pay double the interest is nauseating, said Mr. Lewis. Even if the average mortgage fell below current level, he said, I don't see ever getting a rate that low. Well, you will someday. Someday. Um, so, so, so people are just, you know, they're going to sit on their houses is what's going to happen. They're not going to, they're not going to lose the, the value of what they could get um, so that, you know, they can facilitate people who have to pay higher interest rates. Uh, having said that, uh, now we have another report. It's also from the Wall Street Journal. The U.S. is running short of land for housing. Can you believe it? In the Sun Belt, the hottest commodity isn't oil, copper, or gold. It's land. Uh, 
and rancher Robert Thomas has lots of it. Thomas family owns 11,000 acres of ranch land northeast of Tampa, Florida. His grandfather, who owned newspapers and ran mineral, mineral easy for me to say, mineral mines, <laughs> bought it for 10 cents uh, an acre in 1932. Since then, the population of Tampa has exploded to more than 3 million. Tampa's nice. Love Tampa, St. Pete, nice. The, uh, the Thomas Family Ranch is now surrounded by communities of single-family homes. Home builders hungry for land have offered to buy Mr. Thomas's land. Family sold part of it a couple of years ago for $70 million, or about $20,000 per acre, according to property records. Tampa Bay prices are booming right now like nothing we've ever seen before. And we've been here in charge of this land for 44 years. Wow. You know, it's funny you say because I, I fly, you know, I fly a good amount. And I, I fly over areas like Indiana, right? Indiana's got a ton of land. I mean, I know a lot of it's farmland. Maybe you don't want to, you don't want to cut into that. But um, it seems like there's parts of the country that have enormous Oklahoma, Texas, enormous amounts of land left. So I don't know. Um, but I guess in Florida, it's, it's, it's short. It's you know, high demand. Uh, in the Sun Belt, the average price of a vacant land per acre more than doubled in the past two years, according to Land.com, a, hand, a, a land listing website owned by the real estate firm CoStar Group. Hmm. Even in cities like San Francisco and New York, where population shrank during pandemic, land is far more expensive than it was two decades ago. Well, they ain't making any more land, right? So if you have land, I guess I guess it's a good thing. You should hold on to it. The historic boom uh, has provided a windfall for homeowners. Land now accounts for 47% of U.S. home. Really? Wait a minute. Let me read that again. Land now accounts for 47% of U.S. home values. That's up from 38% in 2012 and 20% in the 60s. So land is a much more value percentage of what you own as a total package of your home than, than it used to be. Wow. Hmm. Uh, according to Family Lore, this goes back now to the Thomas Family Ranch. According to Family Lore, this is like Yellowstone, right? According to Family Lore, the bank that oversaw the ranch on behalf of an estate was so desperate to get rid of it, the banker urged Mr. Thomas's reluctant grandfather to make an offer. He said, come on, 10 cents an acre. The, acre, the banker slammed his fist on it in this and said, uh, you could have had it for a nickel. <laughs> after, oh, after he got it, 10 cents, he said he could have had it for a nickel. Oh, man. So even after factoring another $5 per acre on back taxes, it was still a bargain, Mr. Thomas said. Over the years, the family bought additional land around the ranch. Today, much of the property is densely forest. Cows lay graze in the shadow of the moss-covered oak trees while white-tailed deer heaven pass through the bushes. It's impressive. Wow, that is, that is amazing. So I guess the moral of the story is if you have land, you better hang on to it. Land is very valuable. Wow. I think that's good. I think that's good. Wish I had some. Wish I had some land in Florida. The new, these new houses around the Thomas Ranch and these new single-family communities, they don't want multiples, multiples there. They, they discourage multiple-family housing in these areas. They go as high as $900,000 a home. 
impressive. So people are sitting on their houses now. The big, the big selling boom is over. Mortgage rates have eked up, and people don't want to subsidize your mortgage rate by taking money off of their house. Uh, not a good thing. All right. Let's take a call and then break, and then I'm going to read the rest of the amen list. I have some good news for you guys. Let us go to Kim. Hi, Kim. Kim, are you there? Hi, Pastor Will. Thank you for letting me on. Yes. Okay. So, um, Mr. Bushy gave us the Disney version of what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Come on. That's not kind. Okay. Let me give you a good source, an excellent source. The name of this article is Retired Swiss Intelligence Officer Explains Ukraine, and it's from thewallwillfall.org. Okay? Now, please tell me you'll at least start into this. It's it explains Ukraine. It explains what happened with, with the Russian speakers, okay? There was a 2014 coup, Russian, Russian allied coup. The Russian allied uh, president was in office. There was a coup. It was an American-backed overthrow. Soros claimed that he took credit for overthrowing the Russian-backed president. The first act apparently was to ban the Russian language, okay? One-third of that country speaks Russian, okay? Then what what else happened, very important, they had these reprisal battalions that would go around killing people. It was rape, torture, and killing of Russian speakers. Minsk one and Minsk two came in, and they, that was a, it was an, uh, an agreement, an international agreement with Russia, that Russia said, do not kill Russian speakers. These were formerly U- U- USSR, Russian um, citizens. Don't kill them, okay? And, and Minsk one was ignored. And America and all the West ignored the killings and the bombings that were going on. The next thing you know is on February 16th of this year, Biden announced that there would, start, there would be a war started between Ukraine and Russia. How did he know? Officially, that that war started on the 23rd to the 24th of February. How did he know there was going to be a war? It's because they were not telling us that Allied American and British and French, Canada too, were bombing under the guise of the Ukrainians were bombing. This is how the war is changing. It's not the Ukrainian, what, you know, the fantastic, victorious Ukrainian people who are winning this war. It's the West pretending that they're not at war with Russia, and they are. Well, but the, but Russia said that the other, last week when there's one of their foreign ministers said that the truth is we're not at war with Ukraine, we're at, you're at war with the West. That's exactly it, because we have been in war with Russia, pretending it's a Ukrainian's war, but it's the West. And and when you look at that map, you'll see all those Russian areas, Donbass, Donbass and Lusenk, I can't remember how it's pronounced, actually. There's four of them. Well, that was all Russia winning. Meanwhile, how many months now have they been telling you, oh, Ukraine's fighting valiant, fighting valiant. They're losing all that territory. Mm-hmm. Now now there's been weapons uh, that they don't talk about that are being used against um, Russia. When Russia comes back, when Vladimir Putin comes back and says, we're going to threaten you with nuclear weapons, it's because weapons are being used against them that are high, high tech that we don't know about. And maybe we don't want people being killed that way. A lot to this. Pastor Will, please do me a favor. Yes. If, 
Consider the source. And by the way, in this article... Well, again, I, I'm reading everything... Wait, wait, wait. Garbage media is filling you with garbage, okay? I don't think the Wall Street Journal is garbage media. I, I don't trust them anymore either. So okay, I, all so these things so that I brought up to Steve, you're saying, okay. oh, he gave the visit. These that's, are all questions I brought up to Steve based on reports and articles that I'm holding in my formerly okay. nicotine-stained hands yeah, so from the rec- Wall Street Journal. We can't, trust. we can't trust them, but somehow you managed to listen to them when it comes but, to But you, you tell me I'm supposed to trust people I've never even heard of before. Right. I don't even know where these, the these sites and, are. And you and your audience would be better off for it because there's so many aspects of how we are being damaged by this. It's please... Emphasize this. Retired Swiss intelligence officer explains Ukraine. He explains everything. You will be knowledgeable. You will not be talking from, from second, third hand source, which has a hidden agenda. This, is, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's been around for years, and he's, he knows the ins and outs of this. Look at his credentials. But retired Swiss intelligence officer explains Ukraine. You'll know about the reprisal battalions, the nazification of those battalions. How they how they're structured that that Kim, you know you know what the problem is military. the problem today is it's almost impossible to know who's telling the truth it's almost well, impossible here's, here's to know what weird, you can trust yeah, and what you no. can't trust yeah. that's the problem so for, it's for very years, difficult I, first of all give me some credit here I was the first one to talk about globalists on this station I was the first one to talk about Soros and the New World Order and I took crap from it. Well, I, I think I think Rush was talking about it long before your okay. work, Kim. I'm sorry for yeah, that. Yeah, and that's because I did research. All yeah. of the stuff this guy's saying here matches up with the books I've read. Mm-hmm. Ten years, I've been, no, 12 years, 2009, mm-hmm. well, whatever many years. I've been yeah. calling this station. I've been reading this stuff. Why do you think I talked about Ukraine ten years ago? Because I saw what was happening there. So I'm a lot better Kim, I, I promise you I will, I will re- t- check out this retired Swiss intelligence officer's account. I will give it a, a, a fair and honest look, and, and we'll continue the conversation another time. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Uh, <laughs> listen, I got I to gotta do this. This is, this is monumental. So let me give you the, the last part of the amen list. Uh, Lisa T., Wendy A., Lori M., David M., Jen, Zeke H., Thor S., Sharik, Christina I., William M., Berta F., Lori L., Chris V. T., Connecticut Audits, Carrie S., uh, Cassie, Cassie S, Francisco P, Doreen Z, Sarah R, Michael J, Tara B, Jen B, John H, and Chase D. Now, now th- this is important. We Chase D was the last one to come in, puts us over 101 amens <laughs> today. So we set the record on Friday at 91. Now we set a new record of 101, and and you guys are amazing. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, couple commercials, and then we'll take the last call day. 860. 522-5862-9842 on the Monday edition of the Will Marotti Show. We'll be right back. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. So let it not be said that Pastor Will Marotti is not fair and open-minded. So I've tracked down that. I think this is the guy Kim's talking about. His name is Jacques Baud, Swiss intelligence officer, retired Swiss colonel intelligence officer. And uh, I'm going to try to track him down. I'm going to get him on the show. And and I'm going to let him speak to us. He, I've got an address for him on LinkedIn. I'm going to go after him. I'm going to see if we can get him to call in the program. We'll talk about it. Maybe we'll do a couple of parts with it. 
let him give his take on what's happening in Ukraine. And the bottom line is I don't I don't dispute the fact that Ukrainians are incredibly corrupt. I don't I'm not disputing that at all. Clearly because they were they were sticking line in the pockets of Hunter Biden. I mean I I have no no question about corruption in Ukraine. My my only concern has been and continues to be the killing of innocent women, children, men in Ukraine by the Russians. That's my that's my take. And you're not going to get me off that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.